Welcome back to the City of Palms podcast. Two brothers got together. We started a podcast to shine light on talented individuals. Thank you for watching, viewing, and subscribing. Episode 126 with Alex Laveau. What's up, man? What's up, guys? What up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm uh, just been working all day, so I'm a little drained, but I'll, I'll liven up for the podcast. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate you being here. Like, yeah, Saturday, really. Saturday night, you know, you, you chose I mean, to I don't, I don't really do much, bro. Like, I, if, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be working. Pretty much all I do. Like I, like, I don't know. I, like I hang out here and there, um, but right now, like I'm in grind mode, so I'm just not like I'm like locked in and stuff. So. What's your like weekly? You know, like what's your weekly pattern usually look like? Do you give yourself a day off to where you don't you don't work on anything? Uh, I don't know. That's I, I don't have the most healthy answer because my answer is no. Uh, but some days, yeah, like Sundays, I usually rest. But even me resting, I'm usually like researching new things looking at certain videos trying to like find different ways to grow the business so um i'll say sundays yeah usually but i take off when i have stuff to do like if family wants to hang out or i want to like see the homies or something i'll take off but that's like you know it's not a routine it's just whenever it happens i know it's like not like the healthiest thing to say because everyone's like take a rest but i mean i don't know it's my life right now so I feel you. yeah well, what is like your work weeks look like uh, it varies, dude. I usually, I wake up around five. Usually, go to bed like around ten, all day. I'll probably usually take a few hours off for like the gym, um, and just like to eat. But usually, I'm just I'm just in it all day, every day. Because I'm like, like I don't want people to hear this and be like, "Damn, motherfuckers have a life." And it's like, nah. It's like I'm I'm like in a space where I'm I'm trying to rapidly grow it. So like it's like when you have a kid, dude. It's like the first few years, like. Gotta, it's just all day, you know. But then once it hits a certain level, then you can kind of fall back. So like, right now we're in the process of uh, trying to bring on some full-time employees. So like, once that happens, then I'll be able to like to ease off the gas a little bit. But as of right now, it's just me and like some part-time people. So yeah. that's big, dude. That's yeah. a big jump. Yeah, full-time employees and all that, and taking that step back. Yeah, and we're only like a few months in. Like, wow. yeah, that's like awesome. I mean, I've been doing video for a long time and content for a long time, but as far as this aspect of the company is. So it would have been like a few months, like not even six months. And when you say this aspect, is that Laveau Life as a whole or is that like something different? It's, well, it's always been Laveau Life, but at least this where I'm dealing with like personal branding and stuff, that aspect is, is okay. uh, only like a few months, like four months old. Nice. So, sick, um, yeah. So that again, that's why I work so hard because I'm trying to hurry the fuck up and get the shit up. Like, yeah. I don't want to do this forever. So I'm like, all right, let me just put in the hours for a few months, build it up and then I can like I could chill. So. Good. Mm. As a creative, do you ever find it hard to outsource things? Like, or, or is it, are you to the point now where like, it's just, you, you see it as like an investment that's going to pay off in the end? Like it just as like, you mean like edits and stuff or yeah, like shooting when you're and outsourcing stuff? that kind of stuff? Is it, has that ever been like hard for you to kind of like give to someone else? No, nah, I mean, it was before, so it, it was before, but I think creatives need to get out of the, out of that headspace where like, I was just talking to someone about this. I'm like, creatives look at content as like art but they need to look at it as like a ceo which is like you know you got to systemize it and you can't really fall in love with what you're creating you just got to create it and put it out right because if if you're in love with it and you look at it as art the whole time you're just gonna like hog it you're like no this is mine i don't want to give it to anyone else it's like bro you're gonna be stuck in the grind forever if you do that yeah. you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. even like this with the podcast like i'm sure you want to edit it i'm sure you guys have the levels maybe you have your own camera but there's going to have to come a point where if you get bigger, it's like someone else has to edit the shit. Someone yeah. else has to come up with the questions. Someone else has to set up the mics. You mm-hmm. guys just come and just shoot, you know? 
And um, you have to kind of detach yourself a little bit from it. And at first it might be hard, but um, it, and again, it all depends where you're trying to go. If you're trying to grow as a business, it's necessary. Yeah. If you're just doing it as a hobby, then just, you know, yeah, do what you got yeah, to do. But yeah, it, it's almost like, yeah, it's imperative in order to like grow because then if you, if you're able to, if you're able to delegate that successfully, it frees up so much of your time and your creative power to like go towards other things. Like we've thought for a while with like our edits and stuff, it takes up so many hours and we just think like if, you know, be, imagining if we only had to focus on the show, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like if we only had to focus on It'd the conversation fun. and the research, yeah. it would be like a totally different workflow, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, but, but all that stuff costs money, Yeah. which is... Which is why I'm in. Why I'm going so hard now, so I can raise the capital, do all that stuff. But um, because you know, everything costs money, so you just gotta, you know. On the point of building a team, do you ever find it hard to like share the vision that you have for something with somebody else? No, not the um, like seeing that maybe they won't have the same work ethic or energy. Yeah, but you can't expect that though, bro. Like you can't expect them to have the same work ethic, like. I try to I try to communicate it as much as I can, but no matter how how much I tell them, how much I'll show them, it's still not theirs, right? Because I try to take myself back to like when I was an employee. It's like we'd have all these meetings and when they the, the company vision and like they'll have the fucking slogan on the on the fucking <laughs> wall, and I'm just like I don't like give me my check and sh- like leave me alone, you know? So. Um, I, I can't expect them to, but you can definitely have certain standards where it's like, we need to get this done and it needs to look like this. Um, with my guys, you know, I tell people all the time, it's like, you have to over communicate, right? Like not, not to like sound offensive, but you kind of got to treat them like babies in a way. Like you got to be like, Hey, are you good? Are you all right? You need help? You need me? I'm here. Like, and, and it is a lot, right? Because, like, when you first hire someone, and my mentor told me this a long time ago, and I didn't get it until I was doing it. Like, when you hire someone, you have to teach them the job and still do the job. So you're working double because they don't know what they're doing. So if you hire an editor, you got to teach them how to edit, but eventually you're still going to have to edit as well. So you're working twice as hard until they get it, which usually takes, like, which is, like, jobs, like, 90 days. It takes 90 days, sometimes a little more, but usually 90 days. Mm-hmm. And then you can, like, all right, you know what you're doing, you know, you deal with it. So, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Good. Did you grow up around here? Uh, somebody just asked me that. I was, um, I moved here when I was like, I was like 12 or 13. So I don't have to answer your question. Kind of, sort of, right? Were you born in Mexico? No, I'm not Mexican. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm from Peru. Oh, yeah, you, but I wasn't born, born, I was born in Connecticut. Oh, I see. Yeah, Connecticut, and then I moved here when I was like 12, 13. I see. Okay. Right, 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 and then I was just, yeah, so I, I grew I grew here since then. So it's, it's definitely changed, though, for sure. Like, I remember back in the days, like, it, you know, Edison, like, I remember I remember when I first moved here, The at least, like, with my homies, like, so I grew up in Lehigh. So where we would hang out is, like, Walmart. <laughs> like, the big Walmart right there, like, mm-hmm. that's where we would hang out. Edison Mall was, like, like all the homies I grew up with are like from up north, so we were like, yeah, we're gonna take the bus, and we would take the bus to Edison Mall, but the bus took like fucking three hours, yeah. like you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, yeah, so it was definitely like a shift. And I remember like when I first moved here, like my first month here, my cousin came with me, and, and we were like, man, we're gonna go walk around look for some girls. And it's like, mind you, we're coming from up north, 
So like everything's closed. Where are you guys from? Like Pennsylvania, right? You lived over there? I'm from around here. I just lived up there for a few years. Okay, so you know, like, well, I don't know. Pennsylvania's a little different, but up north, like, everything's close. But like here, it's like everything's not, especially in Lehigh. Yeah. So we would walk around for like all day, humid as fuck, sweating. <laughs> we thought we were cool. We had like these, like, you know, back in those days, we had like the, the basketball jerseys with the shirt, and then we had the basketball shorts under the jeans, and we were just looking ridiculous. And it was just 102 degrees. Outside. 102 degrees, bro. It's like June. Like, what the fuck? Like, but you know, shifts you make when you first move here. But yeah. What part of Connecticut? Uh, I was born in Bridgeport, and then I lived in Hamden. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. so um, it was definitely a, a stark contrast for sure. Where'd you go to high school while you were in Lehigh? I went to I went to uh, I went to East and then I went to Riverdale. Uh, what was that like? Which one? Both? Uh, yeah, both of them. Like East. what? Just what was high school? So like I went I went to the the Kmart East. I don't know if you guys know about that. Like East Lee County started in like a, an old Kmart building. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like ghetto as shit, but like, and it was small. It was literally like. It was small, dude. Anyways, like, I went there because they were still building, like, the actual east. And then um, it was just so weird. Like, there was, just, like, a ton of fights. Like, I think it was just because we were, like, in a small building. And it's, like, a bunch of kids with, like, purity and testosterone and shit. So, like, everyone hates each other. But it was, like, a small building. It was a bunch of whatever. And then we went to, like, the new building, which is, like, what east is now. And then I left there and I went to Riverdale. And it was, like, it was, it was a stark contrast because in east... It was new, so it had like all the bad kids there. So it was like constant stuff. And then when I went to, when I, to, when I went to Riverdale, it was like so chill. I was like, oh, this is great. And I felt, I graduated from there and I loved it. So nice. Yeah. Did you switch because it was so crazy? No, the- I got kicked out. I was trying, I was trying <laughs> to leave that out of, the, out of the story. I got kicked out of school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dang. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just a lot going on at that time. Yeah. So, you know, some mistakes we make. High school days. Did you like play sports or anything in, in Riverdale? Um no, I played in East though. I, I played basketball. Nice. But we sucked though. I don't even remember what our what our like we were like track. We were like the worst basketball team in Lee County. Yeah. So yeah. that's how we were with football. We went to Estero. Okay. Yeah. Football team was just never, never a thing. Yeah. <laughs> thing. Yeah, like we didn't we weren't even taken serious. Like 'cause again, we so I was playing basketball for for East when we were at the um when we were at the Kmart school. So we didn't really have a school, like yeah, no one's like the girls didn't take it serious. Like the other schools didn't take it serious. So it was it was interesting. When did so then when did when did the creative life start? Did were there things in high school that were like creative outlets for you? Like did you do any photography or videography or anything like that at nah. that point, or was it not till later? No, nah, it wasn't till later, bro. Like I didn't even think this was like a real thing. Like I didn't have a dream to be like a creative. That wasn't like I just wanted to make money. Like I wanted to make money, and then like friends of mine started rapping. And um, you guys don't like pay up, pay up game like Andre, Andre the Saint. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Malik was around at that time too. Like they were like rapping and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna roll with them. And um, damn, this is like a long time ago. This was like ten years ago. And then um, and and I, I gravitated towards them because there was like there was other people rapping and stuff like locally. It just wasn't it just wasn't good. Like they were the only good rappers I knew. And when I say good, I meant like everything like branding presentation like shows like music like beats like i don't know like they, they just stood out so i was like all right i'm gonna just start hanging around pay up and then um at that time i started there was i started doing interviews because no one else was doing interviews so i was like how can i contribute how can i like stand out 
I was like, all right, I'm going to just fucking interview people. So I was a big fan like Charlamagne the God at the time. So I was like, all right. So I just started setting up cameras just like this. And I just started interviewing people. And um, that kind of like grew into like its own thing. And then like I interned at the radio station and then I got connection with DJ Quest. And then I had him on my podcast. And then that, that grew into like something else. And then I started having like a whole bunch of different other people. And then from that radio station, I ended up working for another radio station. Then I started having like real guests, like real artists. And then that grew into like something else. But um, I'm, I'm sure like you guys know, like even like through interviewing and podcasting, and even in the radio station, like there's no money. Yeah. So like I look, you know, I'm in like grind mode because I'm always been like a hustler, bro. So like when I'm find something that works, I just lock it and I just go, 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 go. Yeah. So I was doing interview, interview, and then I was traveling too. Like I was lining up interviews in Orlando, I was lining up interviews in Tampa and Miami. I was like grinding, bro. I was just doing all this shit. Then I like look up, and I'm still fucking broke, and I'm like, oh fuck this. So like uh, around all this time, I'm setting up my own cameras. I'm setting up my own cameras, my own audio. I'm editing. I'm doing all the YouTube shit. And, like, a marketing company was like, hey, like, you're pretty good with the camera. Why don't you just come work for us? And I was like, F- I need some money, dude. So I was like, all right, fuck this shit. So I just started working for them. And then that's where, like, the video aspect happened. Uh, what kind of stuff were they having you do right off so the So we were, um, our, it, was a, it was a marketing company, but we were dealing with restaurants specifically. Um, hospitality. So they were pretty new, too, bro. Like, they didn't really know. They were just like, yo, we just need video, but we don't know what to do. So they were like figure it out and i was like all right fuck so our clients which were all restaurant owners i was just like yo take photos of your your food take videos of like you making drinks videos of you guys prepping the food and then little by little we started sorry started coming up with campaigns running in his ads um then like recaps for events like we were just kind of like figuring it out because they were pretty new as well and i was i didn't know what the fuck i was doing so we were just like trying different things and um, I, I was just talking to someone today because there's um, a fellow videographer and um, I was telling him like what they were paying me. They weren't paying me shit, right? And he was like, bro, they were paying you that. And I'm like, bro, but they gave me freedom. Like, I didn't care about the money. Like, I just I was just being creative and I was learning business because I was running around with, like, it was a small group. So I was like learning. I was in like the meetings. I was like hearing the negotiations. I was hearing like how you make... Um, how you structure like proposals. I was finding out how you put uh, like one sheeters together. I was finding out, like I was just learning so much stuff. I didn't really care about the money. I was like, I just want to learn how to make money and be creative. Mm-hmm. And then once I figured it out on a, on a small scale, I was like, all right, I can make more money doing shit on my own. And then I just left and I never had a job since. So wow. yeah, it worked. I could see that being stressful, like being thrown into that and not really like having exact direction, but also fun, like super fun to like trial and error, kind of like figure out a workflow and figure out how to like yeah. make it work for a brand. Yeah, because at, around this time I was, I was, um, so I was already doing like video stuff for like, for my podcast. So I was experimenting. I was like, I got into After Effects. I was like, yo, we need like dope animations. Cause I was like, yo, the more animation, the more people are going to want to watch. Which isn't true, but I was like, yo, I need to learn this shit. So I was like learning. I was on YouTube. I was trying. I was like, yo, I need a better camera. I need a better lens. I need lights. I need, like, I was learning everything. So then when I went to the marketing side, I just did everything because I didn't know what was going to work or not. So I was like, yo, let me just add animations. And they were like, how do you do that? I was like, I don't fucking know, but it's working. <laughs> and then um, same thing with the camera. Like, yo, how much the camera cost? Oh, three grand. Oh, like, why'd you get that camera? I don't fucking know. I saw it on YouTube. So I bought it. And I started doing that. <laughs> 
Um, yo, how much is that? Because I had a macro lens. How much was that lens? It was a thousand dollars. Why? I don't fucking know. I was on YouTube and I saw some food photographer that had it, so I bought it. Yo, same thing. Bought a drone. Like I did all this shit and I just tried everything and like little and and again, that's what business is, bro. And that's what everything is: business, podcast, everything. It's like you just try shit. What works, you just double down on it. What doesn't work, you don't waste your time again. Yeah, so, yeah. um, so it was fun, man. Like, it was fun. And uh, I don't regret it. And it was, you know, it was like a learning experience. It was like my college in a way. So, you know. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like a lot of my life, a lot of my journey has been like, like, you know, now that I think about it, a lot of my journey has been like jumping in head, head first and figuring it out as I go. Like even the radio station, like the way I, inter- the way I uh, interned, because I interned at like 105.5, even the way I interned wasn't even like a real internship. Like, I went to the radio station because I wanted to be Charlemagne the God. And I was like, yo, how do I intern for you guys? They were like, oh, we only take interns from FGCU. And I was like, oh, fuck, I go to, I go to FSW. So I was like, all right. I switched over to F- FGCU. I signed up for, like, the internship class. And the teacher was like, hey, like, we only accept internships from, like, juniors. You're, like, a sophomore. No, no, we only accept internships from seniors. You're a sophomore. And then I fucking told her this whole story, like, yo, I'm poor, like, please help me. And she was like, all right, fine, like, I'll let you in, but you got to write me an essay every week. And I was like, all right, fine. So she gave me, like, a paper that says, like, you know, whatever, whatever. I took it to the radio station. I was like, hey, look, I got a paper, like, I'm going to intern with you guys. They're like, all right, sure. And I took the internship, and I dropped out of college. Like, I never went back. <laughs> like, the teacher was emailing me, like, hey, like, where's the paper? I was like, fuck you, bitch, I already got my job. <laughs> And um and they didn't care because they just had it they, they had like they had a kid doing all the all the dumb shit so they didn't give a they didn't fucking check so I was like all right I'm in the door and they had me doing um they had me doing like you know like when you call in and you win like the sweepstakes and shit mm-hmm. and they had me like handing out like the prizes so I was like at the front desk I did that shit for like a week and then I went to the program director and I was like dude I don't want to do this shit like I want to really do radio and he was like all right just go to like one of the disc jockeys and just tell them just sit in there so i went to at the time um you guys know first lady nikki mm-hmm. she was she was there and i was like hey like i lied i was like hey he said i gotta come in here and she's like all right whatever so then like i sat with her and bro i stayed there for like three years bro Wow. like wow. i was just there every day and i got acquainted with dj quest because then I, I you know i was like me and her built a relationship she was like yo you should intern with you should work with quest so I started working with Quest, and that's when I started sneaking in. Like, I was getting in his ear. I'm like, yo, you heard of a dude named Dominic Fike? He's like, no, nah, who's that? I'm like, bro, what? He's fucking huge. How do you not know him? And he was like, he was like, uh, he was like, all right, I'm going to check him out. I'm like, no, bro, you got to play his music now. And then he started playing his music. And um, yeah. then, like, they gave me access to the social media shit. And then uh, I tweeted out of, like, the account. I was like, yo, Dominic Fike is next. But from like the one hundred and five account, wow. everyone was like, "Oh shit!" And this was before him getting signed, right? This is bef- this is like, bef- like right, be- like right, 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 right before. Like I had already, because I know all, all of them, so like I already heard like what was going on. So I was like, I was on quest, like, "Yo, he's about to blow, he's about to blow," and um, yeah, damn, when I think about it, it was it was pretty funny, man. That's sick. Yeah. So yeah, again, like my whole journey has been like just doing shit and figuring Did, it out. Working for one of. Working for three years there, did you get to do any? Do you have any like memories that stand out as like awesome stuff you got to do? Like, did did you get to like meet anyone super awesome or like work some sort of event or something that was like really awesome or anything like that? Yeah, uh, it's all been a blur, bro. But like, what event did I work? I worked when, um, <laughs> yeah, I worked, uh, 
who came? I don't know who was like the main performer. Oh, the guy. Um, fuck, I forgot his fucking name, bro. He was signed to Cash Money. He was like some Indian dude. And he had like a pop song. I don't know. It was him, and then it was like uh, Mario, and they came to perform for like the 105.5 Bash. And I remember being backstage with them. I don't know if it's like a good story or not, but I remember like girls, like th- that was like the first time I saw girls act like groupies, and we're we're in like, one for Myers, so like I know th- I'm like. Bitch, I know you. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like waiting by the door. I'm like, oh shit, this is real. Like, girls really like, it was just, it was just interesting. This and these, mind you, these are like C-list singers. Like, they're not, you feel me? Like, they're yeah. like C-list. And I'm like, oh, this is like real. So that was like that. That was like interesting to see. And then as far as like, nah, man, I think, I think just overall experience was just like really dope, bro. Like, like I'm very grateful. That I built up those relationships because then when I when I left and I started doing my podcast, DJ Quest was like my first guest. I was like, bro, I'm doing a podcast. Like, I don't know anyone. Just come on. And that like catapult that like started because he's like a big name, right? So like, when everyone saw that, they were like, oh shit. And then everyone else started coming along. And um, I'm just grateful for like the experience. Like, I learned a lot about like this, like holding a conversation. Um, t- <laughs> what words not to say on the radio? How to time <laughs> it? Because they um. Because when I worked for the other station, um, they have like this, it's like, a, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like pretty much like a pie chart and they'll that you have like a lot of times. So like, bro, like you get 15 seconds here before they play commercials. So like whatever you got to say, I mean, 15 minutes, whatever you got to say, like that's it. You get 15 minutes. Like, wow. so make your point, make it entertaining, make it engaging. Don't curse. Don't say anything offensive and like be animated. And so like radio period just taught me a lot of how to hold a conversation and how to be engaging and stuff. And a lot of those skills I translated back to now when I'm doing video and I'm directing clients, I'm like, say it like this. So um, I'm just grateful for, for all that stuff. Dude, I've always thought a radio is like such a difficult job because it's like you're on air and like, you know, you, you have to keep in mind those things. A lot things. of stuff is recorded though. Really? Yeah, not a lot of it is live. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I was there. And it's like a lot of it is like recorded. So they a lot of it they like do over and redo over. Some of it is live. That stuff is hard. But a lot of those guys, they're just, just you know, they just record and stuff. Oh. Yeah, man, I don't know about now. Maybe it's different, but I mean... But radio's like a dying business, though. Like, all those guys are, are... And they... I say it all the time, and they always hit me up. Like, they DM me, like, hey, why are you talking shit about us? I'm like, <laughs> bro, like, you know, but... I, I I genuinely appreciate radio. Like, real radio. Like, not, like, just playing music. I mean, like, the radio personalities. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I... It's it's a selfish... And they don't get paid that much. And it's, it's like, a, a selfish job, so... And they do a big service. Like, you know, for they those do. people, you know, like that, that work the nine to five and like my, our brother like works construction and like, he's like my dad and him, like, I feel like that's part of their day to day is like mm-hmm. listening to that radio station. Like those personalities, they, they almost like kind of like how we listen to podcasts where like mm-hmm. you almost like become friends with those people because mm-hmm. you hear them all the time, like at least once a week or every single day. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially here. Cause it's like a small city. So a lot of those people, again, they don't get paid that much. So a lot of those people do like club hostings and stuff to like, you know, really make money and stuff. So mm-hmm. like. So just imagine, like, you hear someone on the radio, like, on your most, like, I don't want to say your most important time of the day, but it kind of, like, you're going to work, you're going, like, you're leaving work, you're going home, you're on your lunch break, so you're hearing them, and then you see them in the club, and they're, like, cool, and then you're, like, oh, and then they're around with the celebrities, so it's, like, in a small city, even in a big city, too, like, you can easily become, like, a celebrity through radio, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a good and bad thing, but that's you know, but yeah, but it, it works. So like, 
you know, like uh, uh, Brittany does. Brittany is She does a great job. Um, even Quest, like he's he's done a phenomenal. He's ha- I think he's had like the number one rated night show in Southwest Florida for like ever. Um, so they they do a good job for sure. As you, what age were you when you made that leap? When you said like you didn't work ever since then, what age was that? Were you like made that leap to just total total like you know we're doing this, we're going all in? I don't know. I think it was like twenty four, twenty five, twenty five. I think it was like twenty five, for sure. 20, I think it was like twenty five. Yeah. You worked with Curie, didn't you? Uh, yeah. It briefly we had um. So I was doing my podcast, and Malik was doing his podcast. And then we were like, yo, let's just merge and let me just do my stuff under Curate. And uh, we shot a few episodes, um, but I think we only released like one or two. Like it wasn't because after, right after that, um, me, me and Malik kind of like bumped heads and then we split again. And I stopped and then Malik stopped Curate. Because again, like we spoke off air, like stuff, it, it, it gets draining, bro. Yeah, that's and Malik, what saying. On, on yeah, and Malik was building like a whole business around yeah. it. Like he had multiple personalities, multiple shows, and uh, he wasn't making any money off it. So, you know. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot, yeah. Dude, I want to ask too, because like the, the first time I really, I think, kind of figured out who you were, mm-hmm. um, I just started seeing your content. And I don't really know how either mm-hmm. that I first saw you, but um, what was that crazy? Like a, a lot of drone footage. Lots of drone footage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I want to ask, like, how, how, how you got into really that, because I know you had already mentioned that just, like, through the trials and tribulations of saying, you know, let me get this, let me get that to yeah. figure it out. Um, yeah. You had, gotten, you had gotten a drone. Yeah. And now now it's, like, it, it, it kind of seems, unless I'm mistaken, that that's, like, that's a lot of what you do, too. It's just, like, tying in, like, a lot of video footage. Like, yeah. drones are sick. Yeah. Uh, so the reason I got drones because I was lazy, because I didn't feel like... Like I, I needed something to post like on social media and promote like what I do, but I didn't want to keep making like actual like videos. I was like, bro, it's too much fucking work. I'm like, but what? I'm like, what's cool that I can still post? I'm like, oh, drone. I can just fly the shit, get like a little thirty seconds, and just fucking post a drone. I'm like, okay. So I was just doing that consistently, and that's kind of like what people were knowing me. If they were knowing me as like the drone guy. Meanwhile, like I never went to school. Like I don't have the fucking license, but I was like. You know, so again, just trying <laughs> yeah. shit and just oh, it, it worked. So um, that's kind of how I got to. I kind of stopped doing the drone stuff, um, but yeah, no, it's it's cool. And you were out of the country when when you had done that, right? Like I saw a lot of footage. I like, lived in Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, I lived in Puerto Rico for um, almost a year. I think it was I think it was like I think it was like eight nine months. San Juan. Yeah, oh, uh, cool. uh, Carolina, which is like same. It's like Lehigh Four Miles. It's like the same shit, okay. but yeah, it's, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. What propelled you to go out there for a year? I got this opportunity, dude. Like, again, jumping head, for, bro, same shit. Like, so I was freelancing out here. I was doing my own thing and uh, I was making good money, right? I was making, I was making, like, on average, I was bringing in maybe like 7K a month, six, 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 seven K a month, right? And then, um, yeah, but it's fucking grind. Videos are grind. But, anyways, uh, then my friend hits me up. He's like, hey, man, like, I know this, like, millionaire. He needs a video guy full time I was like great send him my way he's like there's one catch though he's moving to Puerto Rico because of tax purposes and I was like I was like fuck I was like I don't know man he was like yo yo shout out my boy I still talk I still talk to 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 him to this day and I thank him all the time for this like he was like bro he's like don't look at it as a job he's like look at it 
as college. Look at it as a business opportunity. You're going to learn. He's like, bro, you're going to live with this guy. You're going to see his day to day. You're going to be around. He's like, you're going to learn everything there is to know about business. He's like, don't look at it as a job. Look at it as an opportunity. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. So I got on the call with him. And, um, and then I was like, uh, he was like, yeah, man, like how much you want to get paid? And I gave him a number and he was like, he's like, no, he's like, I could pay you this much. And in my head, I'm like, bro, I make more now. I'm like, fuck no. Then I was thinking about it and I'm like, again, I'm like, dude, it's an opportunity, bro. Like when, when, what other time in my life am I going to, are you going to live with a millionaire? Like that stuff doesn't really happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck it. So I, I took the leap and I went and I lived with him. Um, in Puerto Rico and then uh, we moved to Miami and then it got to a point where I was like dude like I appreciate you but I, I want to go do my own thing and I thought he was going to get mad I thought he was going to be like what the fuck but he was like he bro he was super supportive and again like this taught me about like having like a, a, a good building up a good reputation because he was like bro like he's like bro you work hard as fuck you do everything I tell you you don't bitch like you, we live together. Like, you've seen me pissed off. Like, you've been, like, my therapist, damn near. He's like, bro, like, whatever you want, I'll support you. And then um, we're still, I was just I was just with him last last weekend. Like, still homies to this day. That's awesome. I, I asked him for advice. Like, it's, it, bro, it's, when I think about it, it's, it, not only that, I was exposed to, like, his circle, too. Because, like, he hangs out with, like, other top guys, too. And it's, like, just, bro, just being around that world, dude, like, it's just fucking crazy, bro. Like, they don't live normal at all, bro. They don't live normal. They don't think normal. They don't talk normal. Like, but they are normal, though. Like, 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 even even my homie, bro, like, we're friends and everything. And, and I remember one time I was like, I'm like, bro, people look at you like, like, you're some fucking, like, Lord. I'm like, bro, like, you're annoying as shit sometimes. Because <laughs> I live with them. So, like, yeah. obviously, I get annoyed. I'm like, Shut the f-, you know, whatever. Do the dishes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one of my arguments. He, I was like, he was like, bro, you don't fucking do the dishes. I'm like, bitch, you don't either. So he's like, Ugh. You're going to paper plates. Yeah, and then he was like, he was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, uh, I'm running a business all fucking day. I don't have time. I'm like, bitch, I'm editing all day. I don't have time either. Like. It was uh, it was just funny, but yeah. So like, just being exposed to all that stuff, and mind you, they're young. Like they're not like they're in their thirties. They're not like sixty year old millionaires. Like they're young. So like, being exposed to that, I I was just I saw what was possible, and I'm like, bro, like, and again, being around them, right? Because like you would think, and I tell people all the time, like, you would think like that they're like like fucking Elon Musk, but like no, bro. Like I'm around them, and I'm like, y'all not that much smarter than me. I'm like, I can do this shit. So like. I'm just, I'm just like extremely grateful. I texted him the other day, bro. Like, um, I know I'm going like on a tangent, my bad. But like, I text, I texted him the other day, and then like, I, I told him, I was like, bro, like, the greatest gift you've ever, you, you could have given me is like letting me just be around you, bro. Like, I learned so because I was like, because I know guys who work with Grant Cardone and like these big guys, and they ask me for business advice, and I'm like, bro, you work with a fucking billionaire, like, but the problem is they don't see him. Like the dude comes at the grant comes to the office, they shoot and he leaves, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But I live with uh, this guy, so yeah. like I know more, you know. So I told him, I'm like, hey man, I know like these guys who work with Grant. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yo, like the greatest gift you ever given me is like just letting me just watch you. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. So that's cool. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, not to, you know, not to get into like too specific, but like you got to you lived with him, so you got to see his like day to day. Yeah. routines and like habits was yeah. that was there things that stood out to you that like kind of opened your eyes to like 
oh, maybe, the, like, I don't know, did he, like, you know, wake up at a certain time or, like, do something every single morning yeah. that, like, kind of stood out to you as something different and maybe an aspect of his success? Yeah, he worked He worked his ass off. Like, I think, I think, uh, I think people don't realize uh, two things. I think people don't realize how much work you have to do, but on the, on the flip side, how much of the right work you have to do, right? Because I always, I always prided myself in like being a grinder. Like the way I'm now, like I've always been like that. Like if you ask anyone knows me, they're like, yeah, he works hard as fuck. And I, I hit a. I hit like a, a limit, like a like a ceiling. Before I met him, I hit a. I'm like, dude, I'm working all fucking day, and I'm not. I'm like, how the fuck do people get rich? Like, I don't get it. But what I realized with him is like, you have to work on things that move the business forward. Like, you can't get caught up in like, like the the menial. Like, I don't I don't know if that's the right word, but you can't get caught up in like the, the the shit that doesn't make you money. Yeah. Like editing, like as a videographer, right? Like, if a videographer were to ask me like, yo, how the fuck am I gonna get rich? I'm like, stop editing, bro. Like. You're editing, you're wasting time. You're fucking eight hours a day on one, like, give that shit to someone else. You should be shooting, directing, and making sales. That's it. Like, stop fucking editing. And that's what I realized with him. Like, he just focused on, like, the shit that makes more money, and then he had his team deal with the rest. That's one. And two, what I realized with him is, like, you just got to have balls. Like, bro, this dude, he just went for it. Like, he just went for it. And, like... He would he would make it sound so simple like like I would tell him like bro how the fuck did you because one day he was like yo I made 150k today I'm like fuck bro how the fuck you make 150k in one fucking day and then he was telling me his process and I'm like bro how do you do that and he's like he's like just fucking do it like what the fuck bro like what, what are people gonna say they're gonna say no and then like when he would just do that over and over I'm just like all right fuck it, I just gotta do it so that's what it is. That, that, yeah, I heard uh, there was one of your reels, I think, where you were talking about how no work is hard work because it's just like, that's what he all told. work is easy work if you just got to do it. And that that's like that's facts. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean was... th- there's hard work, but it's like but the hardest part is getting yourself to do it or finding the time to do it or finding the resources to do it. That, that Doing came, it itself is not hard. That came from a conversation with him, too. Like we were we were like, I think we were eating dinner. And I was asking him about something and I'm like, bro, is that shit hard? And he was like, shit ain't fucking hard, bro. Nothing's fucking hard. I'm like, of course, you're a fucking millionaire. Like, bitch, like, what the fuck? Like, shit's fucking hard. Like, fucking arrogant prick. And then, like, I thought about it later, and I'm like, he's kind of right, bro. Like, it's not really hard. Like, you just got to do it. Like, like, think about it like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's, like, you know, like, uh, skateboarding. It's hard. But, like, after a while, it's not hard. You just got to do it. Mm-hmm. And you got to keep doing it, right? Like, yeah. talking to a girl. I remember the first time... I try. I was scared to talk to a girl. I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was like sweating and shit, and like, and then after a while, you just do it over and over, and it just gets easy. And like yeah. working out, and like even driving, right? Like everything, nothing's really hard, bro. You just gotta do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's true. If you don't mind me asking, what is he? What did he? Is he like real estate or? Mm-mm. Nah, he's um. <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy, but he actually was a fitness. He was a fitness trainer. Okay. He was nice. a fitness trainer. And then he transferred over to like online fitness training, and then he uh, he made like a, a shit ton of money. And then other fitness trainers were like, "Yo, how the fuck do I do that?" And he was like, "He's like, pay me ten grand, I'll show you." And at first, a bunch of people said no, but then there was one guy that was like, "All right." He was like, "Oh shit, there's a business out of this." And then he just kept doing that, kept doing, just kept elevating, kept elevating, kept elevating. Wow. Yeah. So. That's cool. That's sick. Yeah. That's sick that you got to like, like. 
you were like helping him with his content. Like, yeah, you were doing the content. That's yeah, but like, I was doing like all the content. Like so, when people hear, so it's funny. Like when I talk to like clients now, they're like, "Oh, you want to charge me this much for my content? What the fuck?" I'm like, "Bro, it's not just con- like I'm like I helped him like all types of content, like social media content, funnel like content for the website, content for the training for the portal." Fucking content for like the YouTube shit, content like all of it, and mm-hmm. like I think people don't like I don't know people just don't get it. They're just like like yo, why would I pay you x x amount of money for some videos? I'm like no, bitch. I'm sh- I'm fucking showing <laughs> your audience how good of, of your business. Like I'm getting you sales, bro. Like I don't know. It's just, it's just it, it's a constant education process. But once they see it and once they get it, they're like oh okay. Yeah, let's go. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's good. This kind of goes with what I wanted to ask because on the topic of like, you know, putting out content on all sorts of platforms so that your business can make more money. Like, algorithm is something that the word that gets thrown around a lot, mm-hmm. and I've heard people have the mentality of like, you know, you need to like the, the different different like strategies like mm-hmm. the amount of times you need to post the times a day you need to post and like all of that i'm sure is like relevant in some aspect but i feel like what you're explaining is how doing it properly getting good content mm-hmm. hiring somebody to like make quality edits and like that is their whole task list is just like making the instagram reels making the like instagram stories designing the website like uploading the, on the website like blog posts design all that stuff having that as like because I've always been in the mindset that if you post good content, it doesn't really, like, it's going to get seen. Like, Mm -hmm. it's about consistency and, like, keeping up with that Mm day-to-day. Like, so it doesn't necessarily matter if you post 60 times a day so that you can fuel the algorithm or post every day at 8 a.m. because that's when, like, most people are, like, going to see your stuff. What's your take on that? Yeah, that shit doesn't matter because you can't can't become a slave to the algorithm. Like, okay, you post 60 times a day and the algorithm's in your favor, favor, so then what does that mean? You're going to post 60 times a day every fucking day? Like, fuck, no, I'm not doing that shit. So it's like, again, like, to your point, and this this has been proven, like, over, like, I've done this over and over and over, like, good quality content consistently, you'll always win. And when I say good quality content... doesn't have to have a thousand edits it doesn't have to have a thousand animate like no like good quality content is content that your audience gives a fuck about and really take the time to to brainstorm it and to speak to what moves them and do that on a consistent basis and you'll win every single like we've seen it like i've seen it happen so many times like there's so many people that try to hack social media by like little tricks and little whatever's and I'm like why like you're just you're just you're you're hurting yourself cuz you can't always do that like but you can't always put out quality content like you know you just got to give a fuck about it like yeah like you got to think about what you're saying what you're going to say who you're talking to how you're talking to them like little nuances like yeah. if you're just like doing like the the little TikTok dances and shit I don't know. I don't. I don't think like it's scalable. I don't think you can do it for a long, long period yeah. of time. I used to get so annoyed at like the Facebook videos that would get millions, probably make a lot of bread, but mm-hmm. it, they're like millions and millions of views. But it's only because it's like you're almost like tricking people because you're like you're like tricking them into watching your whole you know two minute long video or whatever, and then by the end of it, you like give the person what they wanted, like the you know 
trick, like prank you're showing them, whatever. It's like they almost like edit it in such a way to where like it draws your attention. Mm -hmm. And like, I hate that because like it makes money, but Mm -hmm. if like in my eyes, like your content needs to have purpose. Mm -hmm. And if like the purpose of your content is to distract people and then make money at the end of it, Mm -hmm. it's like, I just hate that because it's like your content didn't do anything except just like reel someone in like a fish on a line. Yeah. But I mean, like that's part of it too, though. Right. Like that's, that's, Cause you gotta remember, like on social media, you're competing, dude. Like, yeah, you're competing with like naked girls. You're competing with fucking fast cars. You're competing with like millionaires throwing like money around. Like, you're competing with everyone, right? So you do need that aspect. Uh, but there's a way to do it. Like, you don't have to be so clickbaity, but yeah, you yeah. do have to have a hook to catch people's attention. So it it works, man. Like, you would be surprised. Like, something even with me. Like, there's some things that I don't want to do that I. I acknowledge that it does work and I do have to do so you you just got to find like like you just got to find your balance like you got to see like how far you're willing to play with it um because you don't want to become like a a character like a mockery either you know so and so and like there's countless examples of people who like do an excellent job and are like huge role models for like creators trying to do their thing and make money with it like Gary V and like you know countless examples of great like doing it right you know what i mean and like and like really being intentional with everything you post and do for your business but you don't have to call people out specifically but are there like any creators that you feel are like overhyped like they're not doing a good job but they like get this level of attention that like is unjustified no i mean nah dude because in my mind like if you get that attention that means you're doing something right like even if i don't get it like there's something you're doing that i'm not like i just feel like you know, I feel like whoever has the audience, I feel like they just figured it out. You know, like, um, yeah, like for example, like, like the 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 Paul brothers, like Logan and Jake, or Jake and Logan, right? Like, there's certain things that maybe like I think is like cringy, or I'm like, I'm like I don't get it. But at the end of the day, they're getting the views, bro. Like, I, yeah. so I can't really fight them on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, say, even like Andrew Tate, like, there's a lot of things that he says that I'm like, what the fuck. But on the flip side, I'm like. It's working. Like I, I get like somehow you've galvanized the masses. Like I don't know how, but you're doing something right. You're doing all this wrong, but there's something that you're doing right. So I just I, I, because at the end of the day, it's hard, dude. Like so, yeah. I, I, I give everybody their respect. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Do you have uh, <laughs> do you have um, any opinion like just on on you know the topic of like Andrew Tate? Like obviously he was somebody who canceled and whatever and now like upcoming with uh this kanye stuff are you in are you tapped in with that any of that like kind um i don't really care (laughs) i don't like i don't know like i feel like uh this is like my take on all that stuff i feel like because i saw somebody sent me a clip of like uh some painting of his or he had like a mural in chicago like they blacked it out like they blocked it i feel like people are so quick to like turn um, and I feel like a lot of things that he says aren't right and they're wrong, but I, at the same time, I feel like we don't really know what's going on. Like, I don't like, like, for example, if you, if you guys like get into like a fight, like you guys get into spat right now in the middle of the podcast, you start, you're like, fuck you to get an argument. My mind, I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers are crazy. Like this is the middle of the interview. They're fighting, but I probably don't even know, like, before I even got here, you guys probably, like, had some type of... You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of things that I don't really know. Mm-hmm. So, I like, I just don't cast judgment that fast because I've been on that 
end of the stick where I've had like people be like, hey man, like I heard da 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 da, and then I'm like, like I'm like, bro, then that, that never happened. And they're like, oh shit, no, I heard, you know. So like I, I've been there, so I just kind of give everyone like their grace. Mm-hmm. So you know. Yeah, my my main, I guess what I was, what I was talking with somebody, and uh, I guess the the topic of discussion was basically. People are people are like saying that he's wild because he cut his money in half um, with all the people mm-hmm. dropping him, and you know I'm like, dude, Kanye is Kanye. That money's gonna come back. Kanye will yeah, make the course. money back. Um, and they're oh, you know, Yeezy was like, you know, Adidas was the biggest thing that happened, and, and the guy I was talking to really didn't even know that um, that like he had he had been with Nike prior, mm-hmm. you know, with the Red October yeah. and stuff, and like you know, uh, yeah, I was just. I was like, dude, he'll make it back. Kanye's a genius at the end of the day. It's yeah, Kanye's going to be Kanye. And I think I think, I think, think what people are not realizing, and maybe this is like the younger generation, I think people don't realize how many times we've seen this happen where someone gets shitted on by everyone. And like through time, maybe it's five years, maybe it's two years, maybe it's 10 years, but, but eventually they creep back in somehow. Like, dude, we literally... I've literally seen clips of Mike Tyson in his prime telling a woman reporter, I'm going to fuck you until you love me, which is technically rape. <laughs> and now he's like, he hosts his podcast, yeah. he's like some Zen guy. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. Like, same thing with like, um, you know, bro, all these guys, like all the, all, everyone you could think of, they've had that, that, that moment. Like, I remember, I remember fucking... Akon had like this clip go viral like 10, 15 years ago. He was like dry humping some girl. Come to find out she's like 15. And like they, he was like, like everyone was like, fuck Akon. Now he's like saving countries in Africa and she's yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, he married some like 12 year old girl and she, now he's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, as long as it's not like illegal, as long as you, obviously, you know what I'm saying? As, as, yeah. as long as you're not like, you know, but I feel like everyone can make a comeback. Yeah. And that's like, that's like the, the purpose, right? That's, that's one thing I hate about cancel culture is like, like if someone's doing something illegal, they deserve to be punished, go to right. jail, do what you got to do, right. whatever, like, uh, you know, but when it comes to like saying something insensitive or like acting the type of way that's like really <clears throat> disrespectful and whatever, it's like, it's up to all of us to grow every day. And actually I, I, I listened to something from Kanye uh, uh, yesterday and it was cool. He said, he's like, we are like god's iphone mm-hmm. and like every day we get a new apple update mm-hmm. like we're his his greatest creation his most treasured creation so every day he's he's giving us this apple update and it's up to us to like you know hit yes and like update and like learn and you know what i'm saying and like and you can see that with people who get canceled like it's cool to see them creep back because you can see them like like not that person they were mm-hmm. you know what i mean like bad things they've done in the past you can see that they're no longer that version of the mm-hmm. iphone you know what i mean yeah i think i think we I don't know if it's because like social media or I don't think I don't know if it's like just the time we're in. It's just like I feel like we've lost the ability to like give other humans grace. Like he fucked up. We get it. Like he was wrong. Okay. Like maybe he really fucked up. Maybe he was really wrong. Okay. But it's like you got to give people that wiggle room to like come back, you know, because like, again, we're all learning. Like, yeah. Like every day, where there's things that I bro, again, I used to say some wild shit back in the day. Like I was trying to be Charlamagne in the guy, so I was saying some wild shit. Like, <laughs> and I was ratchet as fuck. I was like, I was just a different guy. Like if that guy today, like 
Yeah, no, like, we just got to give people grace. Bro. Yeah. Like, we're all learning. And yeah. almost like especially when they're celebrity status because like they're on such a pedestal and mm-hmm. they have, I can't even fathom the amount of like mental exhaustion that they go through, especially like someone like Kanye who's not only like a successful music artist, but like all the avenues of business that he's in and all the things he does and all the dreams and goals and visions he has. It's like, of course you're going to reach a point where your emotions get the best of you and you say some stuff that is just way out of left field and not okay. And it's like... Yeah, we all do that you know what I mean yeah. and it's just like he's on, he, like people like him are at this level where it's like if you say something like that so many people hear it and you know because like we all we all have things that we think back on and we're like god that was a dumbass you know what yeah. I mean like then that's why grace like is really important because yeah. it's like you know and if people aren't learning then you need to keep pressing them and keep you know taking deals away from them because they don't deserve it or whatever but like not just straight up cancel someone and black out like take down their statues and black out their paintings yeah. and whatever. It's like, that's too much in my opinion. Yeah. I actually, um, I'm getting older now. So I'm getting like, I don't know if I'm getting like more. I, I was telling my friend this other day, like I was like, uh, <laughs> cause he was telling me like, yeah, man, like the world's going to shit. I bought a bunch of guns. Da, da, da. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm like on the complete opposite of, I'm like, I'm the guard. I'm the warrior in the garden now. Like, I don't want to argue with anyone. Like I'm like completely relaxed because yeah. like, um, I, I was, th- I was, me and my dad had this conversation. It's like when, when I was uh younger, me and my dad would bump heads a lot, and um, there was a lot of things that uh at the time I'm like, man, he could, why he, da, 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 da. but like now that I'm older, I'm realizing like, yo, my dad had me at 22. My dad and my mom only knew each other a few months. My dad was an immigrant. He came to a whole nother country, like. I'm like, bro, like, of course he's not going to get it, bro. He's a fucking, you know, like, because I'm thinking, like, at 22, what was I doing? I'm like, bro, if I had a kid at 22, I'd be wild. I'm like, I was doing some wild shit. So, like, now I understand. So, like, before I, I was holding this, this like, resentment and anger towards him. But now I'm like, like, that I get it. Like, you know, and plus I was a knucklehead as a kid. So, it's like, I get it. Like, yeah. you know, so, I, again, like, we just got to give people grace, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That must have been cool, too. Um, if your dad had you at 22, he's mm-hmm. kind of younger. Right? You he's dad. young as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, but but you, what you gotta remember is like at 20. How old are you guys? Right now, I'm 24. 24 to you. 27. 27. So like you gotta think think of like you guys at 22, right? And think of like how you dealt with emotions, right? Like how you dealt with anger, sadness, happiness, and think about did you guys have girlfriends at 22, like in love yeah. and shit? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then think about like now imagine if you had a kid. Imagine if you like. You wanted to like, hey, babe, I'm going to go hang out with the friends. And she's like, no, we got a baby here. Can't fucking go nowhere. Right. Like how you would have felt at 22. You'd yeah. be like, <laughs> fuck no. What you mean I can't skate? <laughs> skate is life. I'm leaving. Like, no, we have a life here. Like, yeah. so like, you know, like when I think back about that, I'm like, yeah, like I get it. Like, I, like, I can't be too hard on him on like things that he should have done or shouldn't have done. So, yeah. and I think that's what's missing like now with like society like we're not giving each other room to grow like it's very like no you said this in 1992 so we need to cancel you now yeah you know? right it's like bitch in 92 i was fucking 18 like yeah, what the fuck like different person yeah yeah, it's insane. yeah. E- even even like even even the way society was bro i watched have you watched like old movies recently like i watched uh twister you guys remember twister mm-hmm. like about the tornadoes and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. i watched that movie like a few weeks ago and they were saying, sh- I'm like, bro, this would never fly. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. Make them like that Hell no. <laughs> Even like the old Bond, Bond movies, like Mrs. Octopussy, I'm like, that would not <laughs> fly here. 
So yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, and I hate to see. Granted, like you know, there's situations that are very terrible and awful. Right. And, like I'm not underplaying that, but like all of our parents, you know, like we can look back on things and like be bitter or upset about like things that were done to us or weren't done for us or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's like at the end of the day, like all of our parents tried their best. You know what I mean? Like right. they are humans and they have emotions and like, right. they make mistakes and. It's like all we can do is just try to learn from that and then remember that whenever we're parents. And yeah. Then, and then, you know, take that yeah. uh, on a, in our adventure. It's funny because I had that, um, bro, like now that I'm older, I think back on a lot of shit. Like I remember one time I was talking to DJ Quest and uh, if, if he sees this and he's mad at me, sorry. But uh, I remember I was like, bro, like, I'm like, bro, you have the number one rated show in the in the fucking in Lee County. I'm like, fucking quit. I'm like, fuck 105.5. Quit, bro. Like, do your own shit. He's like, bro, I can't quit, bro. Like, what you mean? I'm like, bro, like, because I, I was super young. So I'm like, yo, quit. Start your own radio revolution. Play, play, play all the local artists. And he's like, bro, I forgot at, at the time he was like maybe like early 40s or, or mid 30s. And he's like, bro, I have a daughter. Like, I have a daughter. I got a family. Like, I can't fucking quit to take some risk to play some little young rapper shit. Like, no, dude. So like at the time I was in my head, I'm like, oh, this guy's fucking. But now that I'm older, I'm like, I get it, bro. Like, he, like he's doing the best. He did the best that he could with what he had. And, you know, just, again, just, you know, give people grace. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about the music and art scene around here nowadays? It fucking sucks. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't, it's changed I, a lot since COVID. It has, I feel. I don't fucking know. I don't pay attention. Like, I, I feel like... Do, you, do a lot of them watch this podcast? Uh, probably some of them. Okay. Maybe not a whole lot. Probably you're a little mad at me. But, like, I feel like... And you guys fight me on this, right? I feel like... I feel like the local scene gets very... And this happened even, like, when I was in the local... When I was interviewing local artists. Like, the local scene gets very caught up in being local. Like, they perform at, like, Barber Man. They perform at fucking... Uh, what was the shit in... By the they perform by the like they perform the same places they make the same rounds yeah the same open mics they have the same open mics they make music for the same subset group of people it's literally like the same fifty people who listen to your mixtape and they're like oh my shit's on fire it's like no bro literally the same people listen to your shit and it's like which is fine right like if you want to make it a hobby it's fine but like if you want to really blow like how how a lot of them say they do it's like dude you gotta you gotta get out there bro mm-hmm. like you got and they don't post enough music, bro. Like, like I was having a call with the artist the other day, and he's like, yeah, man, like, I got this mixtape coming. I'm like, when is it dropping? Oh, it's dropping. I, I forgot what date. He was, I was like, okay, where's, like, the content? Are you posting music videos? And he's like, oh, man, it's coming, bro. It's just going to drop. I'm like, bro, no one's, you're going to get 10 listens on your shit. Like, no one fucking yeah. cares, bro. Like, yeah. push it out. They just, I don't know. It's just it's just weird. I'm like, I don't know. It's So I have my gripes with it, but... um. On an artistic level, yeah, I'm sure they're thriving. They're doing their thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not as tapped in as we used to be, like, years ago, like, pre-2020. Why, why are you not tapped in? Just uh, just the way life has developed. And also, like, the... And no one sticks out. It's like... Mon- it's like yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the thing is, like, I, I like what, what you do, and, like, I feel like you... I think that's what's mostly lacking with a lot, a lot of, like, artists around here. Is, yeah. like, there are very, very, very talented people mm-hmm. around here, but it's just, like... You know, like good friends of mine who I know could be famous mm-hmm. and like, you know, I believe will be famous, mm-hmm. but like it's to a point where 
I just hate to see someone drop like a absolute fire album and it's just like like only like 10 15 listens because it was just like like one post on Instagram like hey I'm done with it here go listen to it link in bio and that's it when it's like they need they need like that and again it's hard and it's not it's not easy to like organize and execute and stuff but yeah, having that content, even if it's just an Instagram reel with a little freestyle or mm-hmm. Instagram. That's why I love to see like the creators that do stuff like that. And they'll be on TikTok and they'll do duets with like a beat or something like that. And it's like, it's cool because that's using the new way we live with social media and technology like and using it to not only express yourself creatively, but build a brand behind your name. That way, like you will get people like picking up what you're throwing down and like following you on Spotify and subscribing to your YouTube for the, the music videos and like, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that leads to like a music, music label, like picking you up. Or if you just do your own thing, it could lead to a very successful career. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I was talking to, um, I was talking to, um, D rock from, uh, Vayner media, get Gary V's, uh, videographer. And, um, the other day, and, um, he, we, we weren't talking about that, but we were just talking about business owners and content period, which is kind of the same thing. And he was saying like, he was like, bro, like a lot of these guys, like it's like just post every day. He was like, just post content every single day. Like a lot of people don't want to post, and it's like there's this ego of like, who are you? Like, like why would like like you post once a month? Why would I give a fuck about your shit? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like post every day because again, you're competing with all these naked bitches on Instagram. Like you're competing with so much, you can't you cannot afford to just not post every single day. And everyone thinks like. And D Rock said this too, and I agree. He think people think like people think like, yo, if I post today, all of my followers are gonna see my stuff. And it's like, no, that's not how social media works, bro. Like, if you have a thousand followers and you post a post, literally probably only like a hundred and fifty people saw your shit. Mm-hmm. The rest of them haven't seen it because of the way the algorithm works. So it's like, yo, keep posting, keep flooding this shit. And it's mm-hmm. like, I wish artists would feel the same, would do the same shit because we've seen it work, dude. We've seen it work with Russ. Russ put out a song a week, we've, and look what that turned into. He's still independent. Like we've seen it. the model is there. You just got to do it. Yeah. And the problem is a lot of artists don't want to do it. Granted, it's hard. Like I'm not saying it's, it's easy, but if that's what you want, that's what you got to do. It's mm-hmm. like if you want to be fit. You got to eat healthy and go to the gym. There's no way around it. No matter how many tummy teas you drink, you're not going to have abs. You're just gonna, probably going to shit a lot, but you're still not going to have abs, right? Like, you can do steroids. You're going to have muscles, but you're going to fucking have a little dick. Like, you have to eat healthy, go to the gym. You want to fucking, like, skate? How you want to skate? How you guys get good at skating? You got to do it all the fucking time, bro. Exactly. Like, I don't know. It's, and it's like we were saying earlier about, like, th- everything being easy. It's just, like... You know, like skating is easy. I mean, mm-hmm. like we always say skating so hard, but like literally like the hardest part is going out there and skating for mm-hmm. like X amount of hours. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, if there's a trick you can't do or a trick I'm not good at, it is hard to get myself to try for three hours just trying this trick over and over and over and over to like get my body. It's not that it's hard. It. It's probably like just boring. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's hard to like get myself to do it when mm-hmm. like it's. It's really like once you have it laid out in front of you, it is easy. Like you can do it. It's like if you if you go, you know, not to use skating over and over, but like if you go out and skate a couple times a week for X amount of hours, if you train certain like parts of your body so that you know, it's like it's all just like process. And it's just a matter of sticking to it the same way sticking to working out will get you abs. You know? Right. It's like that's the formula. Yeah. And that's what people don't want to do. And, and I think I think it's gotten harder as time has gone on because now we have so many more distractions 
everything is in our phone. So now it's easy to watch TV. You just hop on YouTube yeah. or, or now they got the Netflix app. The Hulu, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you can talk to girls on Tinder or Instagram or Twitter. Like you can talk to the home. Like it's so, so much distraction now. Like, like one of the, 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 uh, highest forms of currency now is like attention and focus because yeah. it's just so rare so whoever can mm-hmm. focus the most is gonna win at, at whatever yeah so. we were just talking the other day about how like you know having discussions about like man i just never have time for this i never have time for that like like what can i change in my life to like get this mm-hmm. to work and it, it is hard to like figure it all out mm-hmm. and stuff but like we notice like it's like dude when you you know, we get home from whatever, we, we get in a parking lot, a lot of times take out the phone, look at Instagram and like mm-hmm. just kind of like scroll for a little bit, look at some stories mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, 10 minutes passed and it's like, that's 10 minutes, you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, if you add that up throughout your day of how many times you just open Instagram for a sec, watch a quick 20 minute YouTube video, whatever, it's like, like you need that, you need entertainment, you know right. what I'm saying? But it's like, when you look at all those habits and look at all the distraction and you really, really focus in and know, like look at where your time's going, right. like you can find little pockets of like, you know, this will be, if I can't go to the gym for an hour and a half, I'm going to go to the gym for 15 minutes. I'm going to do push-ups for 15 minutes. Yep. And, the, and if that's the only time I have, that's what I'm going to do, you know? Yep. Yeah, that's just funny. Like I was thinking about that the other day too, like, cause I, I'm always like, yo, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time. The other day, I got a fucking ticket, a speeding ticket. I didn't want them to put points on my license, so I took this stupid ass eight hour fucking course. It's like, oh, I found the fucking time for that. Yeah, like, you made time for that. Yeah, I made like, <laughs> so yeah, I, you I get agree. some of the jury duty. Somehow you get off work and make time for that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, what what do you guys have planned for this for the for the for the podcast? Like, where do you guys want to like what what is your like long term if there's a long term plan for like? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah we just had a meeting last night, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a big, um, I mean, dude. In the long run, it's past the podcast. Yeah, it's a lot like, more than the yeah, podcast. Like, in, in the long run, we 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 envision like having a warehouse somewhere where, or not just a warehouse, but like some you know industrial building facility, um, primarily in downtown Fort Myers, because like City of Palms is like the mm-hmm. what we do, and just have it be like an enterprise where we have an indoor skate park there because there's not there's not one there. Uh, or there's not one anywhere here. There's not even like an outdoor one mm. here around. Isn't there one? Uh, what's that coffee shop downtown? Red Nature. You're right. They Love have like them. a little thing. They got a half pipe. Yeah. Okay. They, they've yeah. got some ramps. They have a cool little setup. But oh, there's okay. there's no like actual skate communal park. like gathering yeah, they, they place got one for skateboarders. In yeah. They got one in That's where we go, veterans. Um, Which Ford. is like random. Yeah. 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 And it's pretty light. Shut off at nine. Yeah. It's pretty. Uh, pretty like run down too i mean just yeah. metal ramps yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. grateful for it though for sure i used to sell weed over there yeah so yeah. i know there you go. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it um but yeah so we, we, we envision having like an indoor skate park with also like tying in like a gym a gym um like a workout gym workout gym okay because and like it, conditioning is a big part of skating part and like sport athletes in general but I, like do you guys work out like do skaters work out to skate not really. Not it, you, really. You see it, uh, it. Yeah, you see should it. You, you should, though, right? Yeah, because you see, Absolutely. like, these street league skateboarders. Street like, SLS is, like, the NFL of skateboarding. Okay. And you see these guys that are the top skaters in the whole world mm-hmm. skating at such a high level. Granted, skating is a lot more than sport. Like, a lot of people, skaters, don't like to look at it as, like, this, you know, like, football or something where you're training to win a championship to whatever. Skating is much more than that. But when it comes to improving your skills and if you do want to compete and you want to make a professional career – as a skateboarder, it does take training, you know, yeah. especially with injuries. We're all going to get hurt. Skating yeah. is so dangerous. And like, we've had pretty bad injuries in our 
time skating. And that's what we've learned is like, you have to take care of it. You have to like go through the medical things you need to do. You need to go through the physical therapy training you need to do so that you can skate at that level again. Cause a lot mm. of people just drop it. Once they get hurt, tear their ACL, break their ankle, whatever they don't treat it properly. Don't diagnose it properly, whatever. They're not a skater anymore. Or yeah. if they are, they, they can no longer do switch kick flips because yeah. like their ankles, their, their bad ankle or whatever. Yeah. When it, it's like, we're in an age now where medicine is so advanced yeah. and like physical therapy is a godsend. So we want to have that available for people too, where it's mm. like, mm-hmm. has that gym aspect to it. And it's not going to be like, you know, there's so much more to it too. Yeah. And so, so yeah, what we want is like, so have that, have that also have like tie in like past skating. Um, like I envision like, like a 40 yard dash or like a, like turf football field, you know? God like, damn. Yeah. Because for because like these, athletes of all like, sorts, you can be a member, you know, like yeah. this is 24 seven access to where like you have a key fob to open up the door and come in whenever. Yeah. It also takes kids like off the streets. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of helps implement more of like an athletic lifestyle, especially yeah. for skaters. Yeah. yeah. And in our, our, my roommate, uh, Kyle, he has a nonprofit called skating with snacks that he's uh-huh. done. They, they tore down the skate park he would he was really making a, a difference at. They tore it down in Benita. But um, but he, he has that nonprofit, and we want to incorporate that too. We're like, we really want to have a place for kids. Like, I, I've worked the YMCA over the summer doing camp counseling, and, mm-hmm. like, it really showed me the importance of, like, having a place for kids to go where, pe- like, people care about them, encourage them to, like, follow their dreams, create dreams in their head, like, and all that. And we want to do that for, like, young, like, athletes and skateboarders. Like, have a place where... Not only like can all the skateboarders gather and like have a membership, go at two a.m. if like you get off work at a restaurant or whatever, train if you're just getting off an ankle injury, but like you know, in the weekends and the summers, like that can be the place, or after school maybe, mm-hmm. like that can be the place their parent drops them off and mm-hmm. they can like trust that we're gonna take care of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like give have them a, a complex where they can practice tricks safely and like properly and not have these dumb metal ramps that are rusty and like you know like blazing hot in the sun you know, like we we want to provide a complex that is like provide that service because it isn't that doesn't exist around here that's a big ass goal though guys that's a lot it's gonna yeah. come in phases but like that yeah. we've envisioned that for like years since now we like started, yeah. since we yeah. started we've had this vision of like what we want to do with our life you know what i mean that's oh that's good so that's like your guys goal goal like, yeah like goal. we have day jobs yeah. and stuff but like i work at a school i do the ymc over the summers mm-hmm. and like and like a lot of aspects of what we do in our day jobs are building us to like run that successfully and like be those people to be at the head to where like it there'll be a lot of moving parts and a lot of components to this and it will take a lot of learning a lot of time a lot of like resources and good people but like we just have faith that that's what we're supposed to do you know hearing that i think you guys have a a phenomenal uh, tool to learn and to connect with this. So I think like what you guys should do, not, not telling you what to do, but like what, what I suggest is like whatever you guys want to learn regarding like the city or per- or whatever the fuck, yeah. just have them as like a guest, bro. Exactly. Just That's what I'm saying. Because there's people, there's like, you know, old like like in like Rob Hoovis and like some of that like, um, you know, little category of skateboarders like in downtown fort myers mm-hmm. like a lot of those guys are older and have been in the skate scene for a long time and they have seen like efforts to get skate parks built and they've mm-hmm. like you know spearheaded efforts to get mm-hmm. skate parks built and like they've seen a lot and i i agree with you we're like mm-hmm. having part of the reason we love doing the show is because we get to meet someone who's doing awesome things and following mm-hmm. their dreams but also we learn something you mm-hmm. know what i mean and having like even like a city official you know like That's if, there, if there's say. a reason that like we don't have a skate park why not get, you know, such and such, Mr. Mrs. Such and such on here right. and talk to them and be like, like, what, you know, why is that not 
uh, priority? Why is like, and they might inform us and, and like enlighten us as to why and like yeah. maybe give us tips on how we could do it. You that know what could I mean? even be one of the questions like, hey, hypothetically, if someone wants to open a skate park, what would they have to do? Yeah. And then right there, you guys have step one, two, three, like right there. Like, I think you guys definitely should dial into that. Like, get guests that are more in like because you're probably gonna have to get grants permits or get oh, like, yeah. like a whole so just get those type of guests and just use this like hey i got a podcast but really i'm trying to get all this info from you and like and build a connection too because like when they know because especially like officials do like they don't know what they don't know it's like as much as they not to like get go here but as much as they choose to represent the people a lot of them don't really know yeah the people so mm -hmm. like once they connect the face to name they'll be more willing to like share and have a conversation and granted exactly. it might be hard getting the first one but i guarantee when you get the first one it'll be easier getting the rest of them because politics especially here it's it's very small like yeah. it's not that many people so i think that's like your guys angle which that's good yeah that's good dude i love that and it's cool to see like kyle has already like we've we've over the past couple years we've done like you know he he made lots of uh good change for the kids in, in that bonita skate park with mm -hmm. what he would like He'd work at Sonic all day, like doing his day job, and then after work, he he wanted to skate, but he'd show up at the skate park with like a cooler full of oranges and waters, mm -hmm. and like encouraging kids to like stay hydrated, eat good food, like mm -hmm. good snacks to like fuel their session, and then like he'd bring like peanut butter and jellies for them to like make themselves and whatnot. And since then, he's done. You know, we did a go skate day event where like we went to Veterans Skate Park, and like it was like just cool to see like vendors came out and like lots of kids got involved and like we just had a lot of, a lot of fun. And then this year. Um, was it the start, the end of summer? We had like a back to school bash at Veterans Skate Park, and this time Kyle went. He like he's got all the legal stuff done. Like mm -hmm. it is a five hundred one c three, so he has a lot of like leverage to do stuff. And he got the city involved, and we got the past two events. We got like a pallet of water donated, so we had endless water. Kids were bringing home three cases of water for their parents, like That's after cool. the event. And like we, he he sat out. He was able to like partner with some city people and like sit outside Walmart's and collect school supplies. And we got that whole side room was full of school supplies. And oh, we we, we just packed up our cars and we went out to veterans. He got it all permitted. He got it all like insured. So mm -hmm. we were there. That was our skate park that day. And we, and like, it was so sick because kids showed up in the morning and their parents showed up and like loaded up backpacks full of stuff and, you know, came and met us. And like, I was uh, painting grip tape and stuff like painting boards all day and like giving them to kids. We did some product tosses some contests. And then in the evening after like the younger folks had left, he put on a, a hip hop show mm. on the ramps. And it was just like, he got it like rented a PA system, went all mm. out. And it's like, that's just like a small confirmation that it's like this is what like this is awesome you know that's community mm -hmm. that's culture you know yeah. what i'm saying and skateboarding incorporates so many little avenues of different arts and cultures and i just hope that one day like higher up people can see that you know like what value a skate park can bring to a whole community the the way that they're, they're gonna see that is like if you guys do that again what you guys should do is have this podcast there you don't have to have all this equipment you can literally like you can use this as a mic and then someone can use the other one yeah. as like the, the camera and That's, just record it. Yes. And and whatever city officials are there, interview them like, hey guys, what do you think of blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. oh, it's phenomenal. Boom. Now you have proof that other city officials think it's great. Yep. Hey, you send it off to all the rest of the city. Or interviews with parents, you know, like, parents. like oh, I, like, because we had one guy, it was so sweet, dude, and I have the video still. Like, we, we've been, we've, we admitted we dropped the ball the last two events with video mm -hmm. coverage because like we, 
like we enjoy shooting video and making mm-hmm. YouTube videos and stuff, but it's hard when like you're running the event. It's right. hard to yeah. wear all those hats. So yeah. we've like kind of dropped the ball to cover it and post it and like let people know. But there was one guy who uh, at the Go Skate Day event, we had set up at uh, both events. We set up like complete skateboards and helmets and stuff. And we're mm-hmm. giving those away as well for like until, while supplies lasted. And there was one guy who was on break at, at from work and he brought his son to the park or like he just got off work or something. He was just like lunch a working break. man, lunch, lunch break. break, and he and he just showed up and he and he, he got decided to take his kid to the park for the lunch break, and he got his son aboard, and he was just like so like. And we gave him food. Yeah, and and it was just one of those moments where like you make that connection with someone, you see how they light up at like this thing that they now have that they've like the kid has wanted for a while, and it costs a lot of money for mm-hmm. good gear and like quality gear, mm-hmm. not just like a, you know, Walmart dang near yeah. cardboard board from Walmart, yeah. and like to see that it's like it would be cool to document it because then. Like, you can show that as, like, a case study. You know what I'm saying? It's Bingo. like, this is what it's doing for people. This is, like, how it's, like, improved someone's life. You know what I'm saying? I was just I was just doing some research the other day, um, and the number one driving force for a business, I think 74% of the businesses, is case studies. Like, testimonials, like, yeah. with, with happy clients. So, I feel like you guys should definitely... Whether it's even it's a kid, like interview a kid, yo, how do you feel about yeah. this? Everyone loves kids. Yeah. It should go viral. Like holding the board up. Yeah, <laughs> bro, put it on TikTok, get a fucking hundred thousand views. Like <laughs> because at the end of the day, like all these officials want that. They want eyeballs for their own reasons, of course, but they want that. So they're like, hey, this skate park, this little event, a hundred thousand views. Oh shit, oh, we should sponsor it or we should blah 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 blah. Like now you have like move a lot of moving parts and you guys can definitely I think you guys should do it for sure. I think I think it's a good idea. Definitely will be. I love that. We're chasing it, and it's cool too, cause like it's like we we get stressed about like income with the podcast and like you know the the yeah. the grind that it is, but just having like that that in mind of like you know we have fun doing this, regardless yeah. of who's watching or how the edits come out or whatever. Yeah. It's like we do enjoy this, so it, that's what keeps us here every week and like keeps us wanting to push. You know. Yeah, I think as far as the income goes, I think and, and I I did the same thing when I was doing podcasts. I think what you guys need to do is shift your brain to like, this is not going to be the moneymaker. This is going to be the tool, right? Like that's how you guys need to think about this. Like use this as your networking tool. Use this as like your way to make connections. Use this as to get information because uh, make it, if you keep thinking about trying to make money from this, granted, I know it's a grind, like, but you keep thinking about making money from this, it's going to get draining. You're going to get discouraged. But if like, we spoke earlier you use it as a tool to get to closer to certain different people you're going to want to do it more so mm-hmm. i think that's how you guys need to look at it for sure definitely definitely that's that's key that's key you're definitely right about getting burnt out when you think about not making the money yeah <laughs> or views like when you look at view counts it's like bro Fuck, we, spent, we yeah. spent how long on that episode and it's got how many views but it's like you know at the end of the day bro i remember one time i drove to miami i interviewed this rapper he showed up like two hours late Still went through with the interview. I rented out a, uh, like a studio space, shot it, uh, paid for like the hotel so I could stay the night, whatever, whatever, whatever. Put it out. She got like 50 views. I was like, what the fuck am I doing in my life? Like, like what the fuck? <laughs> Literally, your head goes right there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but in the, in the long run, uh, that interview led to another interview, led to another interview that, that I ended up getting like a big artist. And that, yeah. that made, when I got that, that made it a, a lot of it worth it. It definitely softened the blow. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. It's a grind for yeah. sure. I love hearing your story. How like, I like, you know, we always say nothing's a coincidence and it's mm-hmm. cool hearing like 
almost like these these arcs of your life where it's like you know you it reminds me of like you know an anime when like a character gets taken away and like for special training and then they come back like better equipped than they were before it's like <laughs> that was your time in puerto rico with the millionaire Yo. it's like you were building and learning and growing and now, now i told i told my friend the other day i'm like me in puerto rico is like a hyperbolic time chamber literally like, that's yeah. yes like because literally like i didn't know anyone in puerto rico so i didn't really granted after a while i met people and i started hanging out but for like i didn't do anything but just work for like the first two months and i was just like just fuck it, I'm here. Like I didn't know what else to do, and um, and me and him, and me and him had like an interesting first meetup, and I was like, fuck, did I make him? I'm like, what the? I remember my first night, I was looking up at the ceiling, like at the end of the day, and I'm like, fuck, what the fuck did I do, bro? Like, I'm in fucking Puerto Rico, I don't even fucking know this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fuck, he's a, like he, he kind of was like mad. I'm like, oh, he's a fucking dick. I'm like, damn, I'm gonna live <laughs> with him now. I'm like, shit. And then uh, I remember telling myself, I'm like, bro, you're here. Like, what you going to do? Like, fuck it. Deal with it. And then, um, yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm, I'm very happy. I went. And not only that, a lot of things, dude. Like, even interning at the radio station, I didn't make any fucking money. But I learned so much. Podcasting, I didn't make any money. I learned so much. Working for the marketing company, I made pennies to the dollar. But I learned so much. And all that shit kind of led me up to, like, here. So I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm just, uh, it, everything affects everything mm-hmm. right same thing with you guys like skating okay cool skating podcasting uh i forgot the guy's name but but the girl you like yeah. er, everything is connected somehow and it's gonna lead up to something maybe right now you guys don't know what it is right yeah. like and i'm sure shit gets annoying and like whatever but like there's gonna come a time a point where you're like fuck like all this was for something you know so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see where it leads you guys for sure so, I appreciate that, dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. And I'm excited to see where how things develop for you once you like, you know, you're hustling so hard right now, and once it like gets to a point where you're at that, you know, stage to evolve yeah. even more. Yeah, I'm stoked to see what it turns. Yeah, into. I could, man, bro. Like, I, I zoom out. I self reflect a lot, dude. Like, it's important. Like, I'm in the grind right now, but like, if I, if I wanted to, I can like stay here and I make. And I still make more money than I've ever made in my life, bro. Like, I make more money than, like, my parent. Like, it's just crazy. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck? This is this is nuts. But uh, but um, I'm still in the grind just because I'm just trying to go as hard as I can. But, like, it's just, you know, I don't know, bro. Like, even with Malik the other day, like, I was talking to him. And he was telling me, like, stuff he's working on. I'm like, bro, like, it's, it's just, I don't want to put his business out there. But he's doing Things are going up for him, so yeah. it's just it's just very crazy just to see like um, how things play out. And and actually, me and him were talking about this is exactly what Malik said. He was like, "Yo, everyone who stayed down, who stayed at it for the past ten years, is like now seeing like the fruits of like their labor." Yeah. Like, and when he said that, I'll I'll start thinking about my life and everything. I'm like, "Fuck, bro, you're right, bro." Like, because I I, I even remember me and Malik. First time I ever met Malik, he was DJing. He walked, he and he was Malik, the Malik that you know now. He was he was the same person back then, bro. Like, it was a house party in Cape Coral. We're all like young college kids. He walks in, he has shades on, he has a a, a suit jacket on, no shirt underneath, bare chest. He walks in and like he plays like DMX, and the whole fucking house goes crazy. Like Malik's always been Malik, you know. So it's it's just crazy to see. So. Yeah, that is cool. That's cool. He's, he's killing it. Awesome yeah. to see the level he's at now. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's what it takes, just that consistency, that grind. You know, you don't you don't know what tomorrow looks like. You don't know what ten years from now looks like. But mm-hmm. if you feel purpose in what you're doing and you're you know, Jesus gotta keep at it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think people um I don't know, I think people just want things too fast. Yeah. And they they're just not understanding of like how much work things take. Um and I think when people put that in perspective and they look at things in like the long the long term they'll see that that it doesn't really take that long. Like, a year is not that long. Like, we may think it's long, but it's like, I, bro, I still remember 2020. Like, I remember when everything shut down. It feels like it was yesterday. Yeah, it was like, it, it was does. two years. About to be three years. Yeah. It's crazy. Time flies, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Before, before we wrap it up, is there anything you want to specifically plug? Like, anything coming up or, like, your website or anything that like you really want anyone listening to go check out and t- tap into. Obviously the Instagram. I love watching your Instagram. Yeah, just uh no, yeah, just just follow me on Instagram. That's about it. I don't really have anything crazy to plug. Just yeah, just follow me on Instagram. Uh say what's up, I guess. I don't know. It's awkward. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know what to plug in. Where can they find you on Instagram? Uh Lavo Life. L A V O E L I F E. Uh, yeah, L-A-V-O-E-L-I-F-E. Run it up. Comment on his recent post. Tell him he sent you. Heck yeah. <laughs> There's valuable stuff on there. There's gems on there. Dude, and honestly, thank you for yeah, spending for sure. this Saturday with us because this was enlightening conversation. Where can they find us at, Danny? You can find us at City of Palms Podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts or at your eyes on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, we have episodes Thank you. Episode 126. Hit him with the outro, Biscuit.